Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I have M&M's, and they're delicious. Emmy Lane. <laughs> I'm Carly. John. Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. Mine is horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. John has hidden himself inside his sweater. <laughs> and by that, I mean he pulled the neck up over his head. Because I'm cold. But they're not going to be able to hear you. Your voice will be muffled. I'm willing to make a sacrifice. I rolled my sleeves up in the ladies shorts. John's like, it's cold in here. It's cold in here. I'm like, give it five minutes. Might as well get a heater. You oh, could get man. the blanket from the couch. Ooh. We would peer a heater, though. It's a bad idea. Don't you know? No, mm-hmm. but 20 minutes from now, we're all going to be right, sweating. Can we talk about something else? Like, hey, anyone talk about the Mexican? Because it's today's pick on the podcast. You ruined it. <laughs> today's pick on the podcast. It's Carly's pick. The Mexican. <laughs> From 2001. Yep. Welcome back to the podcast, 2001, Julia Roberts and Brad Pitt. From a lot of our... To the podcast. <gasps> Oceans Ocean's 11. Is that the same year? Same Interesting. Year. Interesting. Well, that was yeah, the but, same year. <sighs> this movie and was... We, true romance is not welcome on this podcast. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> this movie was written by J.H. Wyman, who worked on writing and directing Fringe a lot. That's where I'm most familiar with him. Surrey mm-hmm. with a fringe on top? Uh, the, the, the hey, you don't want to get caught show singing karaoke to that when Ira comes in. It's Ira wasn't. Oh, well, you know. It was directed by Gore Verbinski, who also directed The Ring, three Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Which three? I'm not sure how many there are. <laughs> it's probably the first three. Well, they're, no, five, they're, six? They're five making a six. Yeah, There's definitely five. Okay. It said their names, but I just... This is the first three. Oh, okay, the good ones. Yeah. The ones people watched. <laughs> I've, seen them, I've yeah. seen them all. Well, uh, and I, only I, the first three are worth your time. Uh, four and five minutes enough for them to be a sixth. <laughs> well, it's Disney. They don't give a shit. You think Johnny Depp will be back in the sixth? Yep. That's the only reason they're doing it. Oh, so well. that they can continue the story of Captain Jack Sparrow? Captain Jack Sparrow. Interesting. So a guy who doesn't really do sequels? <laughs> Is, oh. Well, they fired him because of that Amber Heard stuff, so it's only yeah, fair that they wasn't take his, it back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that was completely unfounded. She beat the shit out of him. I know, but it's and only, recorded it. <laughs> I just said it's only fair they take him back. All right, so this movie is starring Brad Pitt, which we also said, welcome back to the podcast, True Romance, Ocean's Eleven, in California. Someday <laughs> John will do his favorite Brad Pitt movie. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, well, so you haven't. Not Meet Joe Black? No. <laughs> Peanut butter. It's interesting. <laughs> Welcome back, Julia Roberts, Ocean's Eleven, Notting Hill, Stepmom. Welcome back, James Gandolfini. Enough said, true romance, and he was uncredited in The Last Boy Scout. This <laughs> is his fourth appearance hmm. on the podcast. Wow, he's catching up to Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> J.K. Simmons. Welcome back to the podcast from Jennifer's Body, and thank you for smoking. Oh, that's right, he had the hook hand. <laughs> <laughs> Forget. I forgot all about that. Oh, man. Gene Hackman, welcome back to the podcast from The Replacements. And David Crumholtz, welcome back to the podcast from Adam's Family Values. Mm. Wow. Those are the only people I'm mentioning. That's enough. <laughs> that, that seems like plenty. I did check a lot of the characters in Mexico 
to see if they had been in Desperado or from Dust Till Dawn. And I did not no. see any Welcome Back to the Podcast. Really? <laughs> the guy that gets shot in the foot, though, is in a lot of movies, and I quite enjoy him as a, oh, hey, it's that guy. <laughs> and I thought I recognized a couple of them, but not, no, but no. <laughs> Maybe you recognize them from other things. Okay. Maybe they're just Mexican guys that like are in a lot of background. Like WBTTP. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's a lot to write. My hand started hurting. Even before the end of this page. Uh, <laughs> this budget for this movie was estimated at $57 million, with a worldwide gross of $147,845,033. Wow. Has a 54% tomato meter with a 44% audience score. And that's how she gets it in underappreciated. Yeah. So they made money. I have my two reviews. This seems like the kind of movie that would have got good reviews. Well, yeah. the first one is from Movie Addict 2016. Oh. He titles it Lackluster. Mm. What do you get when you combine two of Hollywood's most famous sex symbols, the director of Pirates of the Caribbean and Mexico? Apparently an overlong, boring mix of comedy, romance, and violence, which in this case is a rather lackluster result considering the potential. That was one. <laughs> Interesting. I don't really feel like there's much comedy in that. It is. It is li- listed as a comedy. It's I mean, kind of a comedy of errors. <laughs> I mean, there, there are some hijinks, and the things that happen to Jerry are kind of funny. But I wouldn't necessarily call that a comedy. Now, Cockroach Two, on the other hand, <laughs> says well, Cockroach One was on Grown. <laughs> Cockroach 2, is that secretly me? We don't know. Underrated. Sometimes I wonder who rates movies. I wonder if they even watch the movies at all. This movie deserves much better ratings than it has got. I have seen it two times. I rented it the second time to show my friends, and they liked it too. It's a silly story about the gun, but the way situations develop through the film are not what one would be expecting. It's not just adventure, but it also has a lot of good humor and romance. Right. TV fairies a cockroach. <laughs> I picked that one because he titled it Underrated. <laughs> <laughs> that was also the bug in the anchor suit. So, All right, what'd you think going in, Elaine? I think I remember that. I think it was boring. <laughs> Could have been good. <sighs> That's what I thought. All right, Tony? Uh, I remember seeing it in the theater, and I remember being like, it was all right. But that was in 2001 or whatever, so... Nearly 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think? Oh, what did I think? I thought, wow, I've seen this. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we all had a lot of thoughts about that. Yeah, yeah. So I looked back over my recent picks and thought, I'm going to try to pick something that they've told me I should pick before. And apparently I didn't. And so for the rest of, for the rest of this year, though, I'm picking some random shit. This is your last <laughs> chance of having to see one of them. I don't know, Carly. You're, I think you might have to wait till the end and find out if we found this a breath of fresh air for a Carly pick. It wasn't a mochi. No, Keeping it not. close to the vest. <laughs> I think you see really, really like the mochi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. Um, you talk about Victoria and have all the time. No, I like John how. John secretly uh, liked it. <laughs> I really like how the queen was like, no, that's my mochi. And it was like, ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, we know you hate imperialism, but I think you secretly like that movie. <laughs> no, that movie was terrible. <laughs> we need to give <laughs> need to give her an examination. 
She sticks out her tongue. That's all we got. <laughs> okay. See, and then you giggle. Thank you, secretly likes it. That's yeah. Okay. All right. So this movie opens with a woman waking up, looking happy and excited about the day, and her fellow sitting on the side of the bed, looking not so excited about the day. <laughs> We're in L.A. and it's 7 a.m. And the man is Jerry. He goes downstairs to meet his associate Ted, who asks if he's pissed at him because he's just doing his portion. And they go to the office where the boss man, I didn't know his name for like the first half of my notes. It's Neiman. 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 <laughs> Neiman Marcus. It's Neiman. Is mad at Jerry. Because <clears throat> he messed up again. He's like, I can explain. And Naaman's like, no, look, look, you can explain when it's once in a blue moon. But this is every fucking time, Jerry. This is a problem. All right. So let me ask you. Well, he gives the explanation that his girlfriend hid it, hid the keys and he couldn't go. Mm-hmm. So this whole fucking mess is really Robba's fault, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Because she hid the car keys, but he lives in L.A. He can get a cab. It's not like he lives in Piedmont, North Dakota, where there are no cabs. And yes, this is and because this is before Uber. Mm-hmm. So all he had to do was get a fucking cab. So if she had not it's hid not, the keys, he'd have been there on time. No, we don't know that that's true because <laughs> Jerry is a fuck up. <laughs> why are you defending her so adamantly and blindly? Because you can't just blame her for this when it's, he lives in a big city and could have just got a cab. He knew this is important. This was his last job. She <laughs> knew this was important and he his keys. This whole thing is Julie Roberts' fault. Yeah, but it's not her life. It's his. Well, not Julie Roberts. I don't think it's his keys. I think it's her keys. <laughs> it doesn't matter. She had keys. driving her car. It does seem like it was her car. So therefore. Get a cab. You, this is your life, man. You know how important it is. You just get a cab. <laughs> Even if you, you dump your girlfriend and you get a cab. So, <laughs> so th- this is, she gets no blame on this? I'm not. Okay. No, I don't I, think I you just, can blame her for this entire movie. Mm-hmm. I blame her for the entire movie. <laughs> well, everything. If she, had, if she had not hidden the keys, he'd have went. No movie. If he hadn't gotten into a car accident because he had been paying attention, no movie. Oh. And that was five years ago. Yeah, for five, five years, years. She's been letting him take her fucking car on these. <laughs> running these fucking errands for five years. But that's all irrelevant to the movie. Also, I kind of feel like if the job was go here, go to X place and pick up Y thing and bring it to Z, did they not have a car he could have driven? <laughs> Did, did you hear how he got involved with them? He was in a yes. car accident. <laughs> Probably can't drive. He's not. They're not letting him use their car. Would you let him use your car? No. No, I would not let my fuck-up boyfriend who gets in car accidents use my car. <laughs> she probably didn't hide the keys. She probably said, no, I'm going somewhere. She probably wasn't even home. <laughs> oh, there we go. Elaine digging up weird theories on how to <laughs> shoehorn shit that she wants in the movie. You are just blaming Julia Roberts. Well, it's her fault. Well, it's not, not Julia Roberts. It's the character's fault. What is her fucking name? Sam. Sam. <laughs> blaming Sam. It's not Sam's fault. It is Sam's fault. It's I- Jerry's fault. Because well, Jerry got in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Might be Gore Verbinski's fault. <laughs> well, if you want to blame anybody... He's the director, not the writer. If you want to blame anybody, <laughs> you should blame Gene Hackman. It's his fault. For killing the guy? No. This fuck-up accidentally puts you in jail because he's a fuck-up, and you trust him to run your errands after he's fucked up and fucked up and fucked up and fucked up. You should just kill him. It's all Gene Hackman's fault. <laughs> Margulies? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Just saying. All right. I'm so. I'm still sticking with Julia Roberts. 
So yeah, he says, my girlfriend hid the keys and um, we're having some personal problems. We were even in group therapy. And the dude's like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, how, here's the deal. You got two choices. I can kill you now, or you can go to Mexico and get this gun. And he's like, but my last job was my last job. And they're like, yeah, but you fucked it up and you didn't do it. (laughs) Well, your last job wasn't your last job. Mm -hmm. If he had done it right, it would have been his last job. And if his girlfriend hadn't hidden his keys, he would have. That's a lie. He's just lying to them. (laughs) They're not. No, there's no evidence of him lying to them. You were shoehorning shit in again. There's no way that Jerry owns a lime green beetle. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know his life. Don't judge him. (laughs) I know his taste in cars. He'd rather drive a kick ass (laughs) El Camino. Only when he's in Mexico. When he's in the United States, he wants gas mileage. There's no way Jerry owns a lime green beetle. Jerry lives in California. He's very economical and looking mm-hmm. to save the planet. That's why he drives then, a Volkswagen. No, then Jerry would ride a bike. Nope. Well, he's got... Which doesn't have keys. Because mm-hmm. if you can shoot more shit in, so can I. Jerry cares about the environment. <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry wants to drive a lime green beetle because they're cool. They're not cool unless you're a girl. Oh. Well, now you're assuming his gender. <laughs> but seriously, if you look at the way she dresses... The lime green beetle is hers. (laughs) Have you ever seen her in the lime green beetle? She was the one we saw driving it. Multiple times. Actually, we saw her driving it, and then we saw saw James James Gandolfini driving it for the rest of the movie. Oh, yeah, and he's the manliest of the manly characters. He's not that manliest of manly characters. He's obviously secure enough in himself to drive a lime green beetle, which Jerry is not, or they wouldn't be in therapy. (laughs) They're not in therapy. They're in group. All right, so beetles are cars. I'm sorry, I'm maybe stereotypical, but beetles, especially lime oh. green ones, are cars for girls and gay men. Oh, <laughs> both she... people who are happy to drive this car. Hot take. Movie. Hot take. Hot take. I just for the record, that I I disagree. I don't know any men. <laughs> I don't know any men who's ever had a beetle, but I've known lots of women who have. Actually, I know a couple guys. When I was growing up, I knew a lot of men who had punch buggies because they were very yes, popular classic. in the neighborhood I grew up in. But I and don't. Punch remember. buggy is not the name. It's called a beetle. There are no beetles. But the classic but the ones. newer ones. <laughs> I've the never styled new ones. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> three girls that had beetles, but many guys have beetles. <laughs> right. I don't know any guys that drive lime green cars either, unless it's like. No, I don't know any guys that drive a lime green car, and I don't think I'd ever see one unless it was like a Maserati. Or a work car. (laughs) That's different. Yeah, when you have buy really expensive cars, they get really weird colors. Yeah, they do. Which is the only reason anybody ever drives a yellow car. (laughs) Because you know what comes in yellow? yellow? Corvettes and Beetles. (laughs) Camaros. Yeah, well, come You on. might have heard of one. It's called Bumblebee. Yes, but what if... Okay, if There's major, also a beetle. <laughs> but if you, if you were going to drive a beetle... by the way, do any people drive white... I mean, uh, yellow Camaros now? A lot, and all dudes, and some girls. Yeah, but if you were going to drive a yellow car... And some people who and, are not assuming their gender. The other 15 genders will drive them as well. If they lined up every car that came in yellow, would you choose the beetle... Or would you choose the Corvette? That's not a fair question because the Beetle is worth, you know, I don't know, like 
Because nobody... A fraction? I mean, <laughs> how many Beatles can you get for this price of a Corvette? If you had to buy a Beetle, what color would you get? Oh, I'd get yellow or lime green. You would not! <laughs> Maybe, li- yeah, lime green. I'm you would get green. white or black. Yellow and, and lime, lime green. green. Oh, yellow and lime green. Stripes. Yep. Oh, my God. Lime green and yellow stripes. Mm-hmm. That's true. Never lies. I can see that. That's true. Yeah. Oh, man. There's always an exception to every rule and stereotype, but those are lies. And I'm not gay. <laughs> no one said it. Well, you no said, one accused no. you of. You say only people who drive them are women and gay men. And, I, and then I said there's always exceptions to every stereotype. Mm-hmm. But you are lying because you are not that exception. <laughs> anyway, Carla, would you care to proceed about All this? All right, so... He's either going to get killed or he has to go to Mexico, get the pistol, and the kid who has it, Beck. Senor Beck. His girlfriend is livid. <laughs> yes, she's like, no, we're going to Las Vegas. And he's like, I don't have a choice. And she's like, sure you do. I'm supposed to say my girlfriend will let me. You don't understand, honey. They're, They're going to kill me. me. <laughs> and she's like, I don't care. We're going to Vegas. Which really, beast. I don't know what to say to that. It wasn't clear to me that they were moving to Vegas until much later in the movie. She's talking about, we're moving to Vegas. You said we agreed to move, but here it seems like she's just like, I'm supposed to go on a trip. And so how are you supposed to side with her about being mad that they can't go on a trip when he's going to fucking die? I feel like you can't really side with her you in this ever. fight. No. Um, I don't side with her about anything. Even when we know that she Except that the they keys. had planned to move to Vegas. No. She thought this was his last meeting with them. The like, you're done working for us. Goodbye. And today we're moving to Las mm-hmm. Vegas. And now he comes back. He's got to go to Mexico. And she's like, what the fuck, dude? We had his plan. Even if they are in an apartment that they have to be out of today, she can still go to yeah, Vegas. Go and to he Vegas. can meet her there yeah. when, when he's done with this job. Also, if she <laughs> doesn't need to launch shoes at him from the third story. If she really did hide the keys, this is the perfect time to say, well, I fucked up the last job because you hid the yes. keys and now I might die. So we're going to have to move tomorrow. <laughs> he's a bit of a wet blanket. That's when it comes true. To her but he doesn't bring it up, which makes me think that that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering right, why wouldn't he bring that up? You know I didn't make it to the last job because I couldn't dro- take the car and the keys were hidden. But maybe he did make it up. I don't Jerry know. Jerry may may steal. Jerry may be a shitty driver, but Jerry, Jerry is not may a liar. Murder, he may shoot people. <laughs> Jerry may shoot a guy in did the Did he play. lie to anybody? I don't he didn't know. murder anybody. Yeah, I don't did. did he? Uh-huh. Yeah. Would you like call that murder? Cold blood murder? Like that wasn't, Winston? <laughs> that wasn't murder. That, that was a gunfight. All right, well, he killed someone. Yeah, yeah that's different than murder. He definitely we killed somebody. Well, um, Winston had a gun. Winston was going to kill him later. Yeah. So that's what's called we'll self-defense. We'll get to that. We'll get to a couple that. of times. We are jumping all over the place. All right, so let's <laughs> stop it. Let's, here, let's stop it. Go ahead. Keep going. All right, so... She says he's selfish. He says, well, they're going to kill me if I don't go, so maybe I'm not the one being selfish. And, she, and he's got a point. She goes into the, they've been going to this group counseling, and she's like, are you blame shifting? And she's using some bullshit. Some, uh, she's been reading some self-help books, and she's using some some language bullshit. about <laughs> psycho, psycho, well, psychological psycho language. Yeah. Where'd you look for a psycho babble? Um, so at some point she's like, I call a timeout, and and then they both have to like just breathe, and nobody can talk. And then she very calmly is like, I would like you to acknowledge 
that my feel my needs don't mean anything to you <laughs> and that you're selfish or something that you're a liar and he's like i will acknowledge that i said i would go to vegas and i will acknowledge that now we're delayed but we can still go to vegas because your needs are important to me <laughs> and but he also says and if my and if my something about how if his wanting to live makes him <laughs> selfish, he will acknowledge that too. <laughs> but if I don't live, I can't then go to Vegas. <laughs> and she's like, look, I'm going with or that without was a really you. Good line. What's yeah. it going to be? And he's like, I, I guess you're going without me. And then she is pissed again. But be wanting to live is considered selfish. Whatever. He goes to Mexico. And he goes to rent a car. They're going to give him a Chrysler. He's yeah, like, Raul! He's like, can I have something more authentic? <laughs> this is the first time. It may be the only time I'm ever going to be in Mexico. I can drive a Chrysler every day. I don't want a Chrysler. So they go out and they get like the, one El of the Camino. employees' cars. Yeah. <laughs> Manuel. He's like, all right, I'm three, one, two, three. And it's not Manuel, it's Raul. No, Raul is the guy he calls, but the car, but the guy whose car, car he gets El Camino is, is Manuel. Because Manuel, that's, well, it may not be Manuel's, but the license plate says Manuel. So I assume <laughs> that that's Manuel's car. It which, used to be. Manuel's got to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Although, he this, never gets that car back. Perhaps this is common because they all are like, oh, it's another one. And they do rock, paper, scissors to see whose car it's yeah. going to be. And they're like, it looks like he's got a lead foot and will be hard on the brakes. <laughs> and I'm like, do they charge him extra money are they giving manuel something extra for this because it's manuel gets to drive the chrysler (laughs) i bet manuel gets the chrysler but these el caminos they seem like they're in good shape so it's not like they're giving him manuel shitty beater this looks like not manuel's nice car these employees have some they take care of their cars they care about their cars well you know there you go so anyway access to taking care of car stuff so somebody owes manuel a car So he, ain't Winston. he drives to the town where he's supposed to meet Beck, and there's some sort of festival happening. And there's people with sparklers and weird lights and, <laughs> and costumed some, man. Yeah, some dude runs right into the hood of the car with like a cardboard van on his head. <laughs> I get the idea that well, they said it was like 4th of July or Independence Day or something like that. It might be Cinco de Mayo. That's what Jerry said. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know Well, it, it may be May 5th and he's just kind of putting two together because he's, you know. I don't know. think Jerry knows what Mexican Independence was. Everybody knows. <laughs> Could have just been. Excuse me. Excuse me. Felipe's birthday. Excuse me. Felipe's birthday. Stop. Stop. He lives in California. He knows when Mexican Independence Day is. Jerry seems a little stupid. But it- no one's that fucking stupid. Is it just me or I swear I've read stuff that the Mexican people are like, you Americans celebrate that Cinco de Mayo way more than we do. Like, that's not the holiday. And Mexico has more than one independence. (laughs) That's true. So anyway, anyway. Um, It could be Felipe's birthday. We don't know. He parks. Felipe. He might be like the mayor. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But there's some festival. There's all kinds of lights. Anyway, it could, could be, be Zorro's day. birthday. It could be the Day of the Dead. Zorro could be celebrating Hulk. <laughs> so he parks and puts his gun in the waistband of his pants, and it falls through his pants and clatters on the floor. And then he picks it back up. He's in like drawstring khakis See, or now, something. <laughs> I read in the trivia when you put a gun there, it's called the Mexican carry, but I call it the Martin Riggs. <laughs> yeah. His pants aren't tight enough for it. Although though. he did switch it to behind later in the films. Remember, he's always pulling his shirt up. 
So, we did watch this weapon last night. Did you? Well, that's we because did. he found out how impractical it was. If your pants are too loose, it falls down your pant leg. I've been wanting to rewatch that. Yeah, John watched it last night. No, we should watch tonight. Lethal Weapon? No, right, right Thor Ragnarok. But. <laughs> Lethal Weapon 2? I forgot how long Lethal Weapon was. It is. I didn't think it was long at all. Really? It flew by. I'm not saying it didn't fly by. I'm just saying I forgot how much happens because mm. I always feel like the scene in the desert is just yeah. about the end, but it's not. There's still so yeah. much more movie. Like the end, and then you think, you think the torture part's the end and then you think the, and then it's the fight yeah there's there's a lot of endings towards the end there. It's just so, and it's you realize meaty. how good that movie is fucking awesome it's, it's a meat and they're making another one and I'm like god they're gonna fuck it up because the fourth one wasn't very good mm-hmm. the best thing about the fourth one was Chris Rock eh alright so and he wasn't part of the original people so that's saying a lot no but he fit in fine I know but I don't think he was the best part I enjoyed him in the movie yeah, Alright, well one day we'll do that movie maybe and we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. We look like Crips Accountant. <laughs> so for now he goes into the bar and the bartender it's, it's not a it's not a nice place. He's like <laughs> it's full of real slime balls. The bartender's <laughs> like, You don't belong here. This place is for farmers and bandits. Bikers and truckers. Are you only. a bandit? <laughs> Kinda looks like the place where uh, Steve Buscemi would tell a story about the yeah. biggest fucking Mexican he, Mexican he ever saw. Except okay. if the lights dimmed just for him. <laughs> Friends, go back and listen to our Desperado episode to catch that reference. And Desto. And Desto. And, from and maybe Desperado. just go watch Desperado. It's good. So he puts a 20, yeah. an American $20 bill on Sorry. the bar and says he wants a tequila and that he's looking for Senior Beck. The bartender then picks up the shot of tequila and drinks it himself and indicates that it's going to cost him more than 20 U.S. dollars for this information. <laughs> so he gets out more money, and uh, then the bartender's like, he's right there. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes over. He's like, if I, he can't beat Chris Coast, I don't want him to talk to him. <laughs> Bit fun. So, Get the fuck out of there. He goes over to the corner, backs at the table with a group of guys, and he's like, I know I've been expecting you. And he's like, that'll make this easier. And the guys all go like they're going to pull guns on him. And uh, and Beck's like, hey, hey, we're cool. We're cool. <laughs> and then he takes him to the bathroom to tell him the story of the gun. No, he says, <laughs> do you want to oh, see yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, I want to see it. <laughs> and then they go to the bathroom. And he wasn't talking about the gun. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. it was really... Subtle <laughs> and funny for no reason at all. Uh, so we see the pistol. It's called the Mexican. And then we get the first of three um, old-timey film clips while they tell the story of the gun. And I love these. <laughs> this first story is that it was made for a wealthy landowner who was a nobleman by a poor gunsmith who made it as a gift to go along with the hopes that the nobleman's son would marry his daughter. And we uh, we see the gun being revealed to the townspeople. It's beautiful. A man is chosen for the honor of being the first to fire it, but it backfires and kills him instantly. Legend has it the gun is cursed, but it hasn't harmed Beck because he just looks at it. By the time he's telling this part, though, he's back at the table. <laughs> he's not keeping this gun a secret from all the people at this table. <laughs> Those are the dialogue, you see. <laughs> so they go to leave, but now it's the end of the festival, I guess, and these people are drunk, and they're shooting their guns straight up into the air. And this is why you don't shoot guns up in the air. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, it's, we'll come back down. It'll go into space. 
Because I don't know if you're aware of physics, but <laughs> what goes up must come down. Yeah. Vet goes to pee on the side of the building, and he's tries telling Jerry that this gun's worth a lot of money. And as far as he's concerned, fuck the old man. <laughs> and then, uh, and Jerry's like, oh yeah, huh, sure. And then Beck passes out as far like, he goes to put something in the car and Beck passes out. And he's like, damn it, don't make me carry you. You peed on yourself. <laughs> and he puts Beck in the car and Beck's head goes to the side and he sees the blood on the smear, yeah. blood smear on Manuel's seat. And he's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, dude, you hit your head. <laughs> And I'm like, this is leather. Clean it up now. <laughs> and he doesn't. It wouldn't be that hard to clean that up. It's leather. Manuel's going to be pissed. Manuel never gets his car back, so he doesn't know what happened to him. <laughs> he gets that shitty blue El Camino instead. Maybe. Do they ever leave Mexico? We don't know. <laughs> but does he get the dog? Uh, so anyway... Um, he realizes that Beck is dead. One of the bullets fell down right on the top of his head. And he Look calls, before you leak. calls Jerry, or no, Jerry calls Ted and it's like, hey, there's a problem. Uh, Beck's dead. And he's like, what do you mean Beck's dead? This is, this is a big problem. He's like, well, I got the gun, but the kid died. And he's like, how'd the kid die? Well, I don't know. These stupid people are shooting guns in the air and one fell on his head. <laughs> And he's like, but Beck is Mark Lee's grandson. Oops. So this is a big deal. And uh, Ted's like, just stay put and keep the gun safe. I'm going to come. I'm going to go in tomorrow. I'll tell them that I need to come. And uh, he, uh, Jerry hangs up the phone and realizes that someone is stealing the El Camino. <laughs> and the pistol's in it. In the glove box. In the glove box. So uh, so now he doesn't have the kid or the gun. And uh, Ted goes and tells Naaman that uh, Beck's dead. And uh, we see that he's pissed. And then <laughs> we cut to Sam driving to Vegas. She stops at like an outlet mall with a big food court and a carousel for lunch. And we see that she's being watched. And a man follows her into the bathroom. He holds her at gunpoint. And he's like, look, you're going to walk, you're going to stop crying. You're going to walk out of here calmly with me. We're going to get in your car. And, uh, and then there's a noise. Someone else has entered there. Somebody opened the bathroom door and he had put the clothes sign on. So he's like, what the hell? And he goes out to investigate and he doesn't see anybody. So he goes back to get her and another man who's been following her shoots the first man. Right in front of her, and she starts freaking out. Like she's like, "Oh shit! One dude well, wants to attack. <laughs> one dude wants to kidnap me. Now some dude killed him. The first dude is an African American gentleman. The second dude is James Gandolfini. Yeah. <laughs> Leroy. Uh, so he's oh, he just it? drags her straight out of there. He says her name though. He he knows who she is. Like. That would freak you out, yeah. too. <laughs> the first gentleman was trying to get her to calm down. He's just dragging her out. Yeah, he just, he just like, has her by the arm, and he's dragging. She's like, help, somebody help me. And people just keep walking. <laughs> <sighs> and he's like, where's your car? They get in her car, and then he drives. The lime green beetle. Like, he drives her like a manly man. Like a bat out of hell. R- hitting things, like hitting those. The words that he's looking for is drive her like you stole it. Yeah. <laughs> he really <laughs> is. <laughs> what is it? What was my favorite line? What is the point of stealing a car if you're not going to drive it? Ring it out. Ring it, it out. Ring it <laughs> out. Reva. 
Friends, if you want to know, it's my favorite line in that stupid, shitty ass movie. Go back and listen to our wonderful episode about (laughs) Streets of Fire, which is wonderful. It's a pretty good episode. I don't know that I would say that it's a wonderful movie. But he's driving like crazy, and then she's like, They made a sequel to that. They didn't make a sequel to The Mexican. Just saying. I didn't pick The Mexican. I didn't pick The Mexican. I'm not on some kind of pedestal shouting that this is the greatest movie ever made. All right, fine. You're right. There's only one water world. All right. So, well, that's because they, I mean, actually, I think somewhere there's that seven-hour director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> if that yes. ever comes to light, seven if somebody hours. knows how to get that. I'll be sick that day. <laughs> so, she's like, please pull over. I'm going to be sick. So, he does pull over, and she throws up. And he walks around the side of the car, and she's like, are you going to kill me? And he, or no, she's like... Uh, she said, don't drive by yourself. And I said, no, it'll be fine, Mom. And look, now now I'm dead. It's not fine. And he's like, you're not dead. And you would have been dead if you had stayed, if I hadn't killed that guy, because he was going to kill you. And she's like, are you going to kill me? And he's like, there's too many variables for me to tell you that. <laughs> right if I was going to kill you, I wouldn't drag you off in this car right now. Are you going to rape me? That's highly unlikely. <laughs> And she's like, so what do you want? And he's like, the same thing that guy wanted. And she's like, what? And he's like, the pistol. And she's like, what pistol? I don't know what you're talking talking about. And he's like, that pistol that suddenly Jerry's having a hard time getting out of Mexico. And she's like, fucking Jerry. This is about Jerry? (laughs) Well, if you had not hid the keys, we wouldn't be in this predicament. Oh, goodness. John's going to be fighting that fight with her for the next 30 years. If you hadn't hit the damn keys. <laughs> oh, me and Sam couldn't be married. <laughs> oh, man. Sam is not Rachel in this. She did not got the keys. <laughs> She's not Rachel? <laughs> that kind of sign. Is that some kind of paleontology uh, word that I don't know? Because like, just look, a waitress? I work for Naaman, who works for Margulies. Your husband works for them. And she's like, he's not my husband. <laughs> and he's like, it doesn't matter. What matters is he's having a hard time getting the gun out of Mexico. You're our leverage. Whoever has the girl gets the gun. And she's like, I'm a hostage. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> you had not figured that part out yet. Yeah, and he's like, look, as long as we get the gun. She's the smart one. You're walking away. You're fine. She's the smart one of the two. They're all. (laughs) Those poor kids. So (laughs) we cut back to Jerry, who is on a donkey that does not want to go where he wants it to go. He he gets off of it and tries to push it along, and then it runs back the way it came. (laughs) That made me think of that movie preview we saw. For um, the David Copperfield movie? Yeah. No, this is a donkey for his own. <laughs> yes, there's a David Copperfield movie coming out. Yeah, we don't care. Preview is, for it is it he's in it or it's about him? It's about him. Yeah, I don't care. I it looked good. I wonder if they talk about his island. He has an island with birds that are trained to pick up trash. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to watch it. So if you go there, you just throw your it trash on the like ground and the birds come It looked like quite a spectacle of a movie. <laughs> it looked pretty good. Well, friends. It's like the kind of thing that's... Doesn't do well. They currently will later do on the podcast. <laughs> so, friends, you'll look forward to seeing that in 2021. You might uh, like it. You like magic. I do like magic. So he ends up hitching a ride to the next town with a, a group of guys in a truck. And then he trades his watch for a beat-up old truck. I like how he says, 
El Truco Next Towno. <laughs> Spanish. You know. yeah. And I thought that some of the comedy in this movie, I'm using air quotes, was when the Mexican men are talking to him, they always are making fun of him. Uh-huh. They're like, he's like, I don't have any dinero. And they're like, De Niro, Robert De Niro. And he's like, no, money. <laughs> I mean, he's he kind of goes with it like, oh, Robert De Niro. Yeah, I know who that is. But I, like a bunch of times when they're, when he's trying to talk to them, they're just fucking with him. But they do give him a ride. And then he trades his watch for a piece of crap old truck. Does De Niro mean money in Spanish? It does in Italian. De Niro does. Yep. In but, Mexico, uh, the dollar is De Niro's, I believe. So they would have Or pesos. Is it pesos in Mexico? Pe- uh, no, I, I believe it's pesos. pesos. But I think it the word De Niro means money. <laughs> it does. But their monetary unit is the peso. He should have said, Jerry should know that. He lives in <laughs> L.A. <laughs> Why are you giving he me the doesn't seem on? to know any Spanish whatsoever. Because Jerry is stupid. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right. So, Poor this Jerry. truck Jerry's now my favorite character. comes with a mean dog really? that's in the back of the truck that won't get out of the truck that just growls and looks. That was a very well-trained golden retriever that they died. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was yes. a golden retriever. They, no. they dyed its hair. It looked a bit like um, an also, Irish wolfhound. It's also dead. It is dead now, by the way. Wait, what year did this come out? 2001. That he thing is dead. He might not be dead. If he's not dead, he's not running around anywhere. He might, he's a 20-year-old golden retriever. He could be. Well, he's probably really? like 23. That is possible. 23-year-old dog? Big dogs usually don't live that long, but he might be alive. Ever. <laughs> he might be in some doggy. He might have gone to Florida oh, and found a youth and lapped out of it or something. Look, let me explain something to you. If that dog is 23 years old, he wants to die. <laughs> dogs can live a long time. Right now he's got arthritis in both of his hips. Talking about his days in the Mexican. <laughs> he's got that movie money. He might be in a cushy retirement home. He's talking about how he had to go to the casting couch. <laughs> so we... See he, that he has pulled over somewhere there where there's a payphone, and he's trying to call Sam Collect. She's not answering the phone. And he's like, no, give it time. She's there. She's there. She's just not answering. But nobody picks up. And then, drive past, he sees the car that pulled up to the El Camino and then drove away next to it. So this is the car of the accomplice of the car thief. Car thieves involved in this vehicle. So he follows it. Like he did. And his piece of shit pickup truck. He follows it, and it parks right next to the El Camino. <laughs> but he checks. The pistol is not in the glove compartment. You know what they call that? That's amazing. <laughs> and so he's like... In all of Mexico. <laughs> he's like, what am I going to do? All right. I. He gets the dog out of the truck. He gets back in the truck. He puts his seatbelt on. And he drives in, not to the El Camino, because he rented that car. He's got to give it back. <laughs> he drives into the second vehicle, the accomplice vehicle, and and uh, like puts his head on the steering wheel, looking like he passed out in Drunkenly the collision. Ran into, yeah. Yes. So. Uh, sorry, I got we got back to Sam before I got to there, and I just kept going so back with sam her kidnapper wants her to call jerry but neither of them have a number he puts a lot of coins in the payphone and then he's like call jerry and, and she's, she's like, like okay what's the number yeah. and he's like you, you know the number and she's like 
No, we, I don't. <laughs> we broke up. Why do I would not have this information? I don't know where he is in Mexico. I just know he's in Mexico. I just, it's so really funny. Will be widespread for another three years. So he. <laughs> I can goes, beep him. He goes through her purse. <laughs> I can beep him. And there's no indication that there's anything about Jerry in her purse. And uh, he he goes, she's like, I got to go to the bathroom. She tries to escape out the bathroom window, but he's standing by the bathroom yeah, window smoking a cigarette. He's like, come on, man. You I'm don't a, think I would look there? No, he, he says, I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, goody for you. <laughs> so... They are driving again, and he tells her, or he asks her why she's going to Vegas. And she says that she's going to be a waitress while she goes through the process of be making a career as a croupier, which are the people that do the games. The, like, dealers, I guess, or they mm-hmm. run the tables. They do very well. Well, if you get to some of the big casinos, they make over 100 grand a year. Yeah. And she's like, this is, tips. this is what I want to do, and I have the hands for it. Um, so that's her plan. My kids, if you get, if you can get into that, yeah. and you gotta uh, go to school for it. Leroy, we learn his name is Leroy. He mm-hmm. when he says to call Jerry, he's like, tell him you're with Leroy. That should be all he needs to know. And uh, so Leroy's like, why can't you just live with Jerry in Vegas? I don't understand. Why'd you have to break up? And she's like, do you know Jerry? <laughs> he's, no. She's like, well, Jerry's messed up. <laughs> he's very selfish, and we've been living his life. And I want us to build a life together or be able to look toward my goals. And we've just been living his life for years, and uh, I'm tired sure of it. sounds like a psychobabble. Yeah. Her well, her counselor agrees with her, and he's like, yeah, "I don't no put shit. much stock into counselors," and she's yeah. like, "It doesn't change the fact that he's a taker, and I've been giving for too long." And he's like, "But you just said you loved him." How and can you blow if you want me blow? <laughs> and she's like, he, "He's Please like, blow her. he's like, shouldn't that matter enough to make it work that you love him?" And she's like, "I mean." <laughs> Let's see what your friends reference is. We can speak in this. I've been yeah. trying this for years. <laughs> At some point, Lane's gonna yell pivot. <laughs> but then I we cut that back. I work all the time. Then we cut back to Jerry. This is when he hits the other car. And when guys, pour, people pour out of the building because he's honking, his head is on the horn. He's honking the horn. There was a big accident out front. And uh, the guy whose car it was opens Jerry's truck door. And that's when Jerry springs on him with the gun. And he's like, I want my stuff. Like, you stole my car. Give me my fucking one stuff. One guy's wearing his jacket. One guy's got <laughs> his sunglasses. Like how he kicks him. He's like, give me that. He, they have his wallet. They have the pistol. They have his clothes. They have everything. So he's like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> so he, gives, Put he puts truck. that guy in the car, in the El Camino, shoots out the tires of the car he hit, and then gets the dog. Because at first when he made the dog get out of that truck, I was like, he's ditching the dog. <laughs> but he doesn't. The dog comes. Finally, he's out. Like, and then they're and he's off. got a friend. And then we cut back to Sam. The dog's name is Manuel. 
Is it? I have no idea. About that. <laughs> they never say. No, and it's not listed in the credits because I want to see if it was still alive. <laughs> appeared in other movies. But How would you be able to see if it was still alive? Sometimes the dog. Sometimes the animals are listed as part of the cast if mm-hmm. they've acted in more than one movie. Right. And then they tell you if they're alive or they dead. Have they have a bio. They, they have a bio. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> Let me go ahead and save you the suspense. The dog is dead. <laughs> I, I guess you checking. could Google. Oldest known golden retriever, <laughs> and see and it has a picture if of one has 33. lived more than twenty Still years. Still alive. <laughs> saying, He's on a beach with the sunglasses. Sometimes the animals are listed as part of the cast, and this dog seemed like it was a cast member. I'm telling you, but uh, so they're stopped at a diner, and he this time he goes into the bathroom with her, and she's in the, the stall. oldest known golden retriever was almost twenty years old when he died. Almost, almost twenty. Wow. So this, this dog was an anomaly, but with better food and better veterinary care, Golden's routinely lived to twelve or fourteen. So he's been dead many a year. <laughs> <laughs> so there's been many moons that passed since this way went. This dog went the way of the oh, dodo bird, the way of Officer Sapir. Yeah. However, the current world record holder for world's oldest dog is Bluey, an Australian cattle dog who coincidentally lived in Victoria, Australia, just like Maggie, the previous winner. And, and he died at the Mexico. age of 29 years old. Whoa! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> that dog was back and forth. Kill me! Shit! Huh. A dog would just randomly bark at things. 29? 29 in five months. He Did was almost you? 29 and a half. <laughs> Did I tell you my mom called me upset about her dog? The dog no. was 200 years old. What happened to her dog? <laughs> my mom calls me. She's all upset about her dog. I'm trying to be nice. And she's I'm like, so what's going on? And she's like, he's not getting around very well and all this and that. I'm like, oh, man, that sucks, Mom. I was like, well, you know, if he's if he's old, if he's not doing well, then you may have to put him down. She's like, I can't put him down. Da, 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 back and forth, back and forth. I'm just trying to be nice. And she's like, well, I mean, I've had him for 17 years. I'm like, 17 years? Put that poor dog down. Mom, put this dog down. 17 years? And she goes, yeah. And and the the vet said that a lot of his organs aren't working anymore. It's like, Mom, you're torturing the dog. dog down. And she's like, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm we're going to figure something out. And then she texts me the next day that he passed away. I was like, and she was really destroyed. And I felt really bad. But I, I was know, just like, I know 17 people get really years attached old? to their pets. But you can't even tell how badly they hurt. Mm-hmm. No, you can't. It's, it's more humane to just let them go. Mm-hmm. This is your PSA. Just let them Idiot. go. They love Stop you, the and they are trusting you to just let them go. Away. Stop putting them through all those surgeries and all those drugs and making them live that horrible life. You wouldn't want someone to do that to you. Especially yeah. now without your consent. I was thinking Sarah McLaughlin in the background because it's a dog commercial. You see what I did there? Sarah. There's a state that where there's a law. Um, oh, worst of They're trying to pass a law right now to uh, allow assisted suicide. For I thought dogs? that was no I, for people. I thought oh. that was already <laughs> legal, like in oh, Washington. So for dogs, you just gotta take them to the vet. They'll put them down. But there's, I, I, think, there's, I think there is a state. It's a right to die. There was yes, that one but girl there's that. a. There's a state right now that is... It was on the news a couple days ago. There's a state right now that's trying to pass that I law. I want to say... It's, Could be our state. I don't know. I want to say it's Oregon. Because remember there was that one girl... I forget. I remember. Who, like, moved there so she could have yeah, the right she was, to Yeah, she was dying in, like, a year. She had brain tumor. Oh. And she went and had this wonderful year. And then she went there to kill herself. Because it's the only state you can do it in. It's, yeah, but there's another... You can do it in any state. Right now. Well, yeah. But it's <laughs> happening right now that there's a state trying to pass that list. Like, you should find a high enough Which, building. whenever that stuff's in the news, it always catches my attention. Because I'm from Michigan, where Dr. Gavori is. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's and that brand. was like a really big thing yeah. when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. My um, high school Spanish teacher went to a movie and Dr. Kevorkian was sitting in front of it. <laughs> and he told us that story. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like a someone I knew had an encounter with a celebrity story. <laughs> <laughs> Like and Bo Bice's brother. <laughs> Senor Copeland told us that story. I Senor remember Copeland. that when I was in high school. Hey, speaking of seniors. Hey. So uh, we get the story behind Jerry's working for Margulies that five years ago. Well, we know the story now. Um, he hit She's gonna tell Margulies with a car. There was a person in the trunk She's who was on his She's way not. to get murdered. <laughs> that person was able to talk to the cops. And it's kind of the same story as um, Analyze This. Remember, hits him in the back and yeah. there's a guy in the car. So and her relationship <laughs> got hijacked by Margulies five years <laughs> ago. That's you know a long what? time. <laughs> it is a funny story, too. Yeah, like, the second one was fucking Leroy good. is like, that's why he got went to jail, and he laughs, because that's funny. <laughs> is that qualified? And that does, that it's up? not why you would expect a big crime boss to go to jail. What do you see in point qualified? Don't worry about it. We'll get to you later on. All right. Analyze so, this. I like that movie. Or is it analyze that? The first one. First one's good. Second one's bad. My favorite tertiary object, though, that fountain. You know the one. All right. So the Call thief, the Vatican. I think something's missing. The car thief takes Jerry to where they dumped Beck's body. And Jerry ties his hands and puts the mean dog's deflated football on his head so the dog will watch him. And uh, then Beck is mm. he puts Beck in the back of the El Camino and covers him with branches and then he's like, look, because the guy's like, at least tell me your name if you're going to send me to God. I want to know the, na- the name of the man who's killing me. And he's like, look, I don't want to kill you, but I also have to shoot you. Money. <laughs> I was gonna say. I'm sorry. We're, we're totally listening. I mean, to I might as well just hum the rest of the time because you don't fucking care what I'm saying. I can't keep going. We're with you. Elaine's over there Googling. Uh, yeah, you were Googling. I don't know. I was not. Tony You're a Google. <sighs> so he's like, I have to shoot you because I can't have... You know about the pistol, and you're just going to try to steal it from me again. You're going to kill me? So I have to slow you down. And he's like, I'm not going to come after you. He's like, yeah, you are. So he shoots him in the foot. Well, since they argue about where he's going to shoot him. And he goes, you can't shoot me in the leg. You might hit an artery or something. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, <laughs> Excellent point. Right, I don't know how good a shot Jerry I'll shoot you in the foot. It'll hurt a lot. bleed. Yeah. I would have been, could you do the, sh- the arm? Yeah. Can you shoot me in the arm? That's not going to slow you down. He's still bleeding. It's not going to slow you. The point was to slow him down. But Jerry's dumb. Um, Jerry. <laughs> you might have been able to convince him. Jerry, he's in walking. The Jerry, he's walking. You're in a car. He's slow. Yeah. Cell phones aren't widespread out. yet. Oh. <laughs> but shoot somebody a foot, they're going to bleed a lot. Foot in your head, they're not a good place. See, now if you really wanted to slow him down, tie his legs together. He didn't have any rope. He tied his hands together, did he not? I guess he would have had to untie his hands to tie his legs, and then he would have been able to untie himself. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should bury him. Dude! <laughs> <laughs> no, but like that He doesn't want to kill him. <laughs> You see people at the beach where they bury you up to your neck? Oh, that's, <laughs> no, like you always see the little kids bury their dad just, and it's just, just his stop. head. Yeah, just that'll stop. kill him. No, but you this leave This is it, Mexico in the you, desert. But you leave his head out so he can breathe, and eventually he would unbury himself, but it takes a while because you're buried. <laughs> or you suffocate. No, oh, but man. your head is free, you can breathe. You asphyxiate. But your head is free, so you can still breathe. Yes, but your lungs can't expand. Uh. You just take a deep breath. 
<gasps> and and it's all the face. way while yeah. he buries you. And the fire ants come and eat your face yeah. off. Oh, well, we don't know if there's fire ants. Well, we're assuming... Well, it, maybe uh, they shouldn't have stole a car. <laughs> Judge Dredd over there. <laughs> good Lord. That's oh, good man. So no, it's not. Sam, <laughs> the second one with Carl Urban. That's not called Judge Dredd. That's just Dredd. And it's not... It's way better than the first one. <laughs> so Sam and Leroy talk about um, how Jerry can't be completely selfish because he's a considerate lover. And I guess she told him that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So she just has to find a way to make it so he's considerate in other areas of their relationship. Right. And she's like, oh, I mean, I guess. And then she sees him checking out a dude at the counter. And that dude I recognized from Fringe. But uh, they're kind of eyeing each other. And she's like, you're gay. (laughs) So you guys had what was called a shared moment. (laughs) And she's like, I would not have thought that your line of work and homosexuality work together. Remember, folks, this is 2001. <laughs> this made me so angry. Why did it make you angry? Because she says, are you full throttle? What does that even fucking mean? Yeah, that was a little bit much. What does that mean? I don't know. Is that like top or bottom? And he got no, a little... No, it's not. I don't know what that means. I Googled and it. Why because I so wondered the same thing. Googled and it? Please me, don't Google no. things. <laughs> <laughs> well, the... You're going to have to blast your cash. The like, urban dictionary thing came up, and oh, it was God. like, you live life at full speed. It's oh, like no, you jump into things head first. Yeah, but that's that not what said. this no. could possibly be. But this, I've never heard She's asking, before. are you all the way gay or only kind of gay? I don't know. It's upset. Like, she says it like she's so interested. Like, he's going to start telling her juicy sex stories about all the gay sex he's having. What? Gross. Stop <laughs> asking people about, like, what are you implying here? And are you, like, all of a sudden intrigued and want to hear all about his sexual escapades? Which you don't ask a complete stranger. It's disgusting. Clearly, she's never been to Singapore. I don't want to know anybody's sexual escapades except for my own. Because nobody has sex with me. It's gross. No one has sex with you? No, but me. I'm the only one. Everybody else is asexual being. I don't know about anybody else's sex. Especially not strangers. Oh, who are hitmen. What? I don't want to know what that guy's up to. You know, in this movie, James Gandolfini had to lose 35 pounds. I don't know if he had to, but he lost 35 pounds. And then they made him gain it back. And he had to gain it back for the Sopranos. What a oh, dick. Because they didn't think <laughs> the Sopranos day. users would like fat tone, would like skinny tony, which is... Also upsetting. I like Skinny Tony. (laughs) This this segment where she's all intrigued about his sex life and saying, I don't think that jives with your lifestyle, it has not aged well and it upset me. Because it shouldn't matter that he's gay. Yes, it's an interesting character choice for the actor James Gandolfini as next to his Sopranos role. And I like that. And I I think that he does really well as the sensitive hitman. I like it. It's great for him. It shows his acting range. But this scene is upsetting. No, She's way too interested in his Watch Get Shorty when he life. plays Bear. <laughs> Especially later on, after they pick up Frank, and she just keeps like <laughs> watching them. Like you can tell, she wants to watch. <laughs> she right. does want to watch. I, yeah, I, yeah she, does. she does. She. I She's really very interesting. That. I, I she bet she was. I thought she just wanted him to be happy because well, she likes him. Either way, <laughs> way, she's next door. She's hearing. She's very yeah, voyeuristic about his sex life, and I don't appreciate it. Okay, it's a little but th- it's none of your business. How does he feel about it? 
Um, he doesn't seem to mind. I just don't appreciate uh, <laughs> that in a character. All right, well, that's been five minutes. Moving on. All right. Because I'm so... not voyeuristic by anybody's sex life. Uh, Elaine was very passionate about that last thing. So Jerry calls Ted, and Ted has left instructions on his answering machine to go to a specific hotel. If you're the guy I'm coming for, go here and meet me. <laughs> Ted is pretty great. <laughs> I liked him better, and thank you for smoking. He just does his portion. But I, his and portion is, a, is entertaining. So he, he was goes, way better as J. Jonah Jameson. This convenience store man who he bought beverages from, and I'm assuming food, because at some point he and that dog have to eat. Um, right. Wolf just tooth. lets him use the phone for free. And he's like, wow, you're like the first person that's been nice to me. <laughs> Which, they're probably all nice. They're just being shitty to this American asshole who doesn't yeah. speak the language <laughs> and is stealing people's donkeys. Yeah. <laughs> Saying, give me donkey. oh, food oh, you yeah. know, don't owe That's offensive. Everything. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's not offensive. He's shooting people in the feet. That's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And he I'd be more offended than he shot me in the foot. that that makes it um, Spanish. Is offense. Yeah, uh, I'd be more offended if he shot me in the foot. All right. So anyway, um, just saying. He goes out to the car, and there's a policeman by his car. Hola. He, Who is in Once Upon a Time in Mexico? He's the president. Yeah. Oh. Welcome so, back in the pocket. No, 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 no we haven't done that yet. El Presidente. Like, is this your dog? And he's like, I mean, kind of. He's Mostly? along for the ride. Yeah. And he's like, uh, is this your car? He's like, it's a rental. How long you been in Mexico? A few days. And he's like, can you tell me about this? And he points at the blood, blood stain, stain on the seat. <laughs> and if he was smart, he'd have been the fucking dog, man. If he was yeah. smart, he would have called the wolf. Yeah. <laughs> if he was smart, he would have just washed the fucking seat. Well, that too. And he could have said, the dog had a rat. Smeared it all over my car. But once again, Jerry is stupid. There's <laughs> a running theme. So we cut, and he's in jail. Or and the apple. cop presumably has searched the car because he's holding the pistol. The Mexican. <laughs> the Mexican. And then the old-timey film rolls again, and we get a continuation and elaboration on the first story. The gunsmith had an assistant who was in love with the gunsmith's daughter. The assistant worked tirelessly collecting all the precious metals used to make the gun, and then he was told he was never going to get to marry the gunsmith's daughter because... The gunsmith was marrying her to the nobleman's son. <laughs> and uh, the assistant cursed the gun so it would never work correctly. And then they, we see a man being pushed forward to shoot it because the first time it backfired and killed somebody. They <laughs> killed the guy and he's like, I don't want to shoot that gun. <laughs> Fair point. But he does. It ricochets around a whole bunch and then manages to shoot a man in a tavern, it looks like, in the belly. Gut wounds are the worst. And, uh, <laughs> Man bleeds like that, you're going to die. They're very mm-hmm. painful, and they well, take, take a, a long time for you to die. Yes, thank you, Reservoir Dogs. So some say the creation... Say the goddamn words, you're going to be okay. Sorry, Carly. Okay, some say <laughs> the creation of this cursed gun ended the gunsmith's life. That's my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. Reservoir Dogs? Mm-hmm. It's the only one I actually like. I've never seen hmm. it. So the cop lets you Jerry will. go, but he's like, you're Maybe. free to go. But you can't take the pistol because it doesn't belong to you or your boss. Now it belongs to me. I thought he was going to say something more like noble, like it belongs to Mexico. It belongs in a museum. (laughs) But no. It belongs to Coronado. So do you. So Sam and Leroy are now bringing the man, Frank, from the diner with them to Vegas. 
Um, he's a postman. And once a year, he takes off and goes to Vegas. It helps keep him safe. And he says, guns don't kill people, postmen do. And there That's was a moment... That's some creepy shit to say to someone. There was a moment where I was like, is he hired to kill them? Like... <laughs> <laughs> but that was a... That used to be a joke, that people would go postal, and that postal workers would kill people. Yeah. You can't joke about that now. It's today's climate. <laughs> but back then, that was a funny joke. Oh, so... Moving on. Jerry watches... That's when mass shootings were okay, because they were by postal workers. Mass shootings were okay. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, she's Judge Dredd. Elaine I mean, no, is revealing a lot this week. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> now, wait a minute. You can't, have a helmet where you you can't the joke really about a mass shooting now. Like, Let's bury it. It used to be a joke. It used to be a joke. There used to be an expression you were going to go postal. Yeah. Because postal uh-huh. workers had pulled out a gun and murdered people. Just when I thought and we got past baby boats, we're like, that's the worst that's going to happen. And Lane's like, no, no, let's bury a guy to his neck and shoot him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say shoot him in the face. I said just bury him. And then he digs himself out. It would slow him down. And then he doesn't have to be shot. It's okay, Dre. Court adjourned. All right. So it's a quarter one. I am the law. <laughs> that movie's terrible. Yeah, it is. So Jerry watches as the cop goes to a pawn shop, stands out front, and talks to the owner, and then they go inside, and he's going to sell him the gun. And uh, then we cut to Ted, who, or he goes to the hotel to meet Ted, who we see goes to the same car rental place and asks for the same thing, and gets, I don't remember what kind of car he gets. I think it was was a Chrysler again, and he's like, can you have anything more? He goes, Raul! (laughs) (laughs) This is fucking hilarious. So he pulls up in another employee's car. And uh, Ted explains to Jerry that with the kid dead and the car being stolen and the dirty cop, it looks bad. And Jerry's like, they think I'm not trying to bring this gun back. And he's like, yeah, they do. (laughs) And I have every reason to think that. He's like, but of course I'm trying to bring the gun back. None of this shit was my fault. (laughs) I feel like they should believe that Jerry is trying to bring the gun back because they have a history of Jerry's fuck-ups. Why would they think that Jerry has the balls to turn on them? (laughs) This does not... That information does not compute. Well, she's got a point there. He's like, it never even occurred to me to take a payoff. And <laughs> and Ted's like, I I believe you, but we got to get that gun back. Like, we got to at least have the gun. We can't bring the kid back, but we got to at least have the gun. We saw, by the way, I didn't mention it, Bar- Jerry buried the kid by a tree. <laughs> Which, what's he going to do? Bring a dead body to the airport? Yeah. We can't. Yeah. No, Certainly not going to leave it stinking up Manuel's trunk. <laughs> yeah, you, fucked up. You don't bring dead bodies back. There is no trunk. There is no, it's <laughs> There's a bed. You got to go to the doctor uh, and get a note. Then we cut to the office, and uh, some faxes come in about the pistol. And this secretary thug guy who works there is the secretary only one there. I don't, I mean, he doesn't have a name, I don't even think. We just see him in the scenes with Naaman. And he's, like, standing behind him, like... His name's Ted. Do what he says or I'll fuck you up. So, uh, he goes and he sees the faxes. And he looks at him like, what He the looks fuck like is the this? thug version of Guy Fieri. His name is something the Roberts. thug version of Guy Fieri. Jim Roberts mm-hmm. or something. Anyway, his, his, the actor's name. So, the, the trio have made it to Vegas. And they're dancing around the hotel room. They got this two is weird. adjoining rooms. They're, yeah. they're having like a dance party. It and they're all weird. dancing really bad. <laughs> like, I think the director's notes were, all right, dance, but not good. Like, do the worst dancing you've ever seen. This is going to be hilarious. And James Gandolfini says, okay. <laughs> 
So uh, when it seems like Frank is ready to go to bed. Um, they have uh, a shared moment. He grabs uh, Leroy by the hand and is like, come on. <laughs> it's time for a deep dig. Let's go do this. Um, and Sam seems a little down. Apparently she's worried about Jerry. And she's happy for Leroy and wants him to go be with Frank. And they hug and Leroy handcuffs her to the headboard. So she doesn't run away. It's kind of a surprise. (laughs) It's not a surprise. It's what, you know, to her. She's like, I was going to stay here. No, you weren't. As soon as I was doing what the kids call the hibbity-dibbity, you were going to be feet out of town. At this point, she might have still tried to leave. Yeah, I would hope so. Come tomorrow after what happens, yeah. I, I think I'd be like, I'm just staying with you. <laughs> once you have a dance party. No. Once you're in a Congo line. I'm going to uh, hey, uh, the, the Everybody toast. loves a Congo line. <laughs> oh, yeah, the perfect host. That guy was trying to leave You know who else had a great time in a Congo line? The voice. <laughs> Jerry? Jerry. <laughs> so what you're telling oh, me. Jerry. <laughs> so what you're telling me is if you end up with a Congo line at all, some bad shit's about to happen. Or it's a good time. Or in the movie, meet those oh, boy right. gondo lines. So back in Mexico, Jerry can't sleep, and in the morning he overhears a telephone conversation Ted has with Naaman, and he only hears Ted's side of it. And he hears Ted being like, uh, "We're going to be on a flight out at seven o'clock. We're going to get the gun in the morning from the pawnbroker." And he's like, "No, I didn't sign up for that. I'm not going to do that. That's more than I ever planned to do." And Jerry's standing outside like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> no, Jerry's not that, well, he's not that stupid. Yeah. He knows they're going to bomb Jerry has good self-preservation in this <laughs> And if that means that he's selfish. <laughs> I don't think it makes him selfish. Um, Maybe a little bit. And he's like, look, when I tell Jerry this, it's going to make a difference. And uh, then they, they have a conversation before they go to the pawn shop. About how Ted thinks that Jerry would be happier if he were single. All the mess-ups with all the jobs usually had to do with her. And he should just be single and not have her yelling at him all the time. And he's like, why do you care about our relationship all of a sudden? And then Ted says that he knows that Sam's in Vegas. Because Leroy was sent to... Kidnapper, I guess? Hold her hostage. (laughs) And apparently Leroy has a reputation. That Ted is in awe of. (laughs) Jerry is pissed. He's met Leroy, and he doesn't think Leroy lives up to all the tales that people tell about him. But why did they bring Leroy in in the first place? And he's mad about that. And uh, then we cut, and we see Leroy is awake. And he's sitting where he can see both Frank in one bed and Sam in the adjoining room in that bed. And... uh, He puts his gun under the chair cushion and removes Sam's handcuffs and then wakes her up. Or she wakes up. He doesn't wake her up. She wakes up and asks him if he slept well and then sees that he has a tattoo of a snake with the name Winston under it. You something. Is that she goes in and pees. She couldn't pee earlier because she got stage fright. She wasn't comfortable with him. But now she pees while he breaks his teeth. Is that she trusts him now. Mm -hmm. They're comfortable. Yeah. That's a mistake from body somebody who holds you hostage. Also, That's, also, um, don't handcuff me because all night <laughs> I'm gonna have to pee. <laughs> well, and my arm's not gonna work properly because it yeah. was hanging from the bed thing exactly. all night. Also. Um, that's too comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> like I will pee. He shut the door. He's at the sink. It's outside Look, of the bathroom. That, 
I don't. I will pee with the door open. I don't have a problem with that. But not while someone is right next to me brushing my teeth. Gross. <laughs> I'm brushing my teeth. You shut that damn door. <laughs> but like, I don't. She got real mad about that. I don't want the door. Like, sure, if you're in it. another part of the house, maybe. But like, I shut the door. Like, I pee with the door open when, when I'm home alone. But you're not home alone. Yep. And you don't know Frank either. Frank <laughs> well, I know you pee with the door open so the dogs can come say hi. That's true. <laughs> Chael does like to sit next to me We've while I pee. We've talked about that on the podcast. All right, so she's like, who's Winston? And he says, someone I don't like very much. And she's like, you know you could have the tattoo removed. And he's like, maybe someday I will. And then they decide they're going to let Frank sleep in and go get some breakfast. Frank awakens. Someone's knocking on the door, but it's it's on Sam's door, and he ignores it. And he goes to take a shower. We watch as uh, a man enters Sam's room. The well-dressed black man is what he's billed as. (laughs) The well-dressed black man. Why we call him Leroy? We don't know yet that that is that real Leroy. But in in the movie... I thought the real Leroy was the first guy. Mm. (laughs) I thought... Mm. Doesn't really matter. I thought this was the first guy. Here we go. That he survived the first... Yes, because he was wearing Kevlar. Vest. Oh, and when okay. he shot him in the bathroom... that's why he the hand thing. Yeah. Okay, so then it is Leroy. And it was he got Leroy shot in shot. the hand and then in the chest, but he didn't die because he had on the Kevlar. Yeah, and Kevlar's for pussies. <laughs> but we'll get to that. All right, it's the same so gentleman. He's the well-dressed black man. His name's Leroy. <laughs> he's, he's billed as a well-dressed black man. I know that Which it's Leroy. weird because he should just be billed as Leroy. I know he doesn't well, talk I guess or anything really. Winston but. is billed as Winston. Well, is he billed as Winston or Leroy? Um, anyway, I have to check. Or is it Winston slash Leroy? Spoiler. Whoa. Leroy's Winston. We all learned that for a while. But anyway. Um, no, he's billed as Winston, James Gandolfini. Hmm. So we see the, that Leroy enters the room and waits for him to come out of the shower. He sees that Frank's necklace with the like lockbox key because well, he's a postman. Bill it the other way because it'll ruin the little. That's surprise. true. It's hanging on the lampshade, and he rips it off and breaks the chain and looks at it. And then we cut to breakfast where Leroy is like. Uh, he's telling her that he super likes Frank, but was worried Frank didn't like him. And then he found out Frank does super like him too. And then he's like, well, what's he going to think when... What are they in high school? <laughs> he super likes you. You know what? He likes him, likes him. <laughs> Anybody in a new relationship asks like this, even if... It doesn't matter if you're 14 or I 44. I couldn't tell you. I haven't been in a new relationship since last week. Cell phones weren't a thing. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I will because you know what else happened in 2001 that's when I got married that's true but you know what else but sometimes you do things and it makes me giggle like I'm it's still in high school and a boy likes me so I don't think that that is age specific when you like somebody new you like somebody new and you wow. just start getting so before cell phones we both really like each other but then I'm like oh you what's how's he gonna to feel that. when he finds out what I do for, for a living right he's like and then he found out what I do for a living and he doesn't care <laughs> Did he? Did he, he found you carried a gun. Yeah. That's not the same as knowing you murder you people for money. Man. I mean, because people who carry guns, maybe you work in like a big cash business. You literally be anything. Yeah. yeah, you could be like a jewel courier. They carry guns. 
You could be a cop. Bodyguard. <laughs> you could be no from fun. Texas. <laughs> or Virginia. Or Virginia. You could just be a dude who likes guns. I know plenty of people that carry guns that are not. Because we live in Virginia. Not take them at all. One of them we play D and D with. <laughs> just so a gun nut. Not he that, said not that. Gun nut, Frank said he's the a past nut. Doesn't matter. It's the future that counts. And Leroy is like overwhelmed by this. He starts, he starts crying. To tear up. He starts crying. <laughs> Tony Soprano's crying. He's very, <laughs> this he's is very, amazing. He's very sensitive. <laughs> he's a sensitive man. This is what's called range because Tony Soprano doesn't cry, <laughs> except for the fact that Tony Soprano cried a bunch in the, in the TV show. But only to Lorraine Burr. No, he cried a couple times at other things, but I don't know. I, I don't remember, remember it that well. So I don't know. Would you like to revisit the entire series? No. I don't think I would. <laughs> Everything about season six? I don't know that I would, although I would always watch a clip of uh, Adriana throwing up on the tape on the cops. <clears throat> oh, the FBI agent when yeah. they're like, <laughs> We're feds. We've had you bugged for months and she's like Bleh. And she throws up on that's like the greatest Which that's is, my favorite scene in that whole series. It's just That's funny. when it hit her all the illegal shit she was doing. It's like, yeah. oh crap. That's not good. Oh, all right. So Jerry and Leroy talk as they walk to the pawn shop. And Jerry's like, look, I met Leroy. I don't believe those crazy stories about him. He's just a guy. And uh, he's like, I'm just upset they brought him into this at all. And Ted's like, you met Leroy? Like, all he cares about is he's Baba Yaga. this big persona of Leroy. Leroy should have been uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> John Wick. They're able well, to... Well, it would have been cooler if he was Jean Renault. No. If it was John Wick, it would have been much cooler. Yeah, but it's only cool now because there is a John Wick. At 2000, in 2001, there was no John Rick, it, Wick, and Jean Renault was in the running to play it, the character of Leroy, and that would have been interesting. It would have been retro cool. Like, it'd be the coolest thing ever right now. Mm. Would okay. it? Yes. So, they're able to quickly get the pistol back from the pawnbroker, but then... Because Ted walks in there, he holds the guy at gunpoint, he's like, give us the gun. And he's like, I don't know where that He's like, yeah, you do. Give us the gun. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you, gun, now. And the guy's like, are you having a stroke? Because <laughs> he's confirming English. Or do you, you have a asshole? And Jerry's he didn't like, say, give all well gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jerry's like, look, we know you got the gun yesterday. We're here to get it back. It's our gun. And uh, he goes and gets it. And Ted gets down some handcuffs so the broker can cuff himself or be cuffed, where he's sitting to something so he can't leave. And uh, he puts his gun down to cuff the pawnbroker. And Jerry picks up his gun, puts it in a box, picks up Ted's gun, puts it in a box, and then takes out his own gun Mm -hmm. and holds Ted at gunpoint. Because number one, cut a hole in the box. Two, put the junk in that box. (laughs) Something else. That's the way you do it. (laughs) So... Jerry's like, and that's my dick in box. <laughs> Jerry's like, what was that phone call about this morning? Did they tell you to kill me? And he's like, yeah, but I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> and he's, oh, like, like, um, you. <laughs> he's like, you do your portion. If that's part of your portion, then yeah, you were going to do it. And he's like, no, I was never going to do it. Because you're like, 17. Was it 17 something from going to Boca? 17 <laughs> <Yeah>. portions. <laughs> and Jerry's like, something's going on. Why would they tell you? to bring me back with the pistol one day and the next day tell you to kill me. And he's like, did you ask why the change? Because we still have the gun. We still are coming back. Why all of a sudden do I have to die? And he's like, no, "No, I don't ask questions. And he's like, it doesn't make sense. Something fishy's happening around here. And and so he gives Ted some handcuffs. Handcuff yourself here too because 
I'm leaving. <laughs> but you're not coming with me because I don't know. You're going to kill me. <laughs> so back in Vegas, Frank is dead. Uh, they get back from breakfast and someone has taken a swan dive off a balcony and committed suicide. Mm. They go up to the room. Frank's gone. Their balcony door is open. And uh, it was Frank. And Sam is crying. And he's like, pack your shit. We're leaving now. And she goes to pack up. He sits down. He's smoking a cigarette. And he sees the necklace with the lockbox key on the floor. So and he picks it up. The chain is broken. He's the like, chain is broken. He's like, son of a bitch. He wouldn't have ripped it off his own neck. That's weird. And then he goes to put a cigarette out in the ashtray. And there is a cigarette that is not one of his or Frank's. And he's like, somebody else. Instead of a regular white cigarette, it's brown like a small, Like a little small cigar thing. Or a clove or something yeah. like that. So he's like, somebody fucking killed Frank. <laughs> and so uh, he... We cut to her crying in the bathroom, and we see that Leroy, the, the well-dressed the black, black man, man, is still in the room. <laughs> his name's Leroy. And he comes out with Leroy. her, and he's holding a gun to his hand around her mouth. And uh, But now, where is and Leroy? Is it just me? When you, when you hear the name Leroy, you think of The Last Dragon. Is that just me? No, I think bad, bad Leroy Brown. He's the baddest man in the whole damn town. Think no, Leroy, Leroy Green. Jenkins. Leroy Green is better than both of those other Leroy's. Does your Leroy glow? Because my Leroy glows. <laughs> so. Hey, do we should watch later? The Last Dragon? We haven't watched it no, in like Thor three Ragnarok. years. <laughs> the no, answer is always Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> so but he, unless it's not Thor Ragnarok, sometimes it's lethal weapon. So in the bathroom, uh, James Gandolfini hid behind the door and was able to kill him because the guy didn't check behind the door. Or shoot him. No, he was, the guy yes. didn't check behind the yeah. door. The guy shot the didn't door and he was behind the curtain. Yeah. So this, this time, time yeah. the guy sees yeah. the door and shoots the door thinking that, aha, I got you this yeah. time. But he was wrong because he was hiding behind the drapes. <laughs> and he says, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> he's like, I'll give you, you're well dressed, but you're stupid. <laughs> and then he's wearing Kevlar and shoots him some more. And he says, Kevlar's for pussies and keep shooting him. And, and Sam's like, please don't kill him. Don't do that. She goes, please stop. And he's like, well, you think I'm not going to kill you because she said so? Yeah. This is for Frank. <laughs> Bow. Shoot him in the face. <laughs> Which, to be fair, Pretty he awesome. threw Frank yeah. off a balcony. Like, yeah. this, and, and this scene here was the most close to the whole movie. And Leroy was just an innocent bystander. Or Frank was just an innocent yeah, bystander. Yeah, just the dude in the shower. Like, he didn't deserve that. He you was know, just he, a nice postman. He threw up on the first one. That's true, man. Sorry. So, Jerry goes to the airport and everything is good. <laughs> He's got the pistol, he's got his bags, he's ready to go. He doesn't have his own passport. Somehow he ended up with Ted's passport and not his own. And considering he's kept his passport like in his pocket the whole time, I feel like Ted switched him or something so he couldn't leave without him. Yeah. Why would Ted switch them? It was just a weird that he didn't. He had Ted's. Like, because every, like, earlier oh, with the cop, it they, was just in his cargo pants pocket. Oh, they needed it for the plot, got it. Because there's no other reason for this to happen other than he can't get on the plane. So, uh, Sam and Leroy, we see, are waiting at the airport, but Jerry doesn't show up. And Leroy, Leroy calls the boss, Naaman, and find, to find out what's up. And we see that where Naaman is, he's talking to the guy who found the faxes. And he's like, so, yes, it is an offer for the pistol. And the guy's like, you're not giving the pistol to Margulies? And he's like, no. <laughs> I'm not giving the pistol to Margulies. Uh, Margulies... When you were snooping, did you happen to find out that he's shutting us down and he's not, we're just all 
done. Unemployed. And fired, uh, I guess. Unemployed. He's like, no severance, no bonus, no employed? nothing. Just we're here today. We have a job tomorrow. We show up and they've locked the place up, <laughs> like those restaurants you hear about. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a Finnegan's. <laughs> The American Diner. Oh, I miss you. And he's like, uh, well, there's always shenanigans. He's like, I'm smart enough to I'm know. I'm not eating at shenanigans. <laughs> I don't support that. It's true. You don't get bat brained or what's it called? <laughs> well, the brain. Oh. The brain. There's the and the bat. There's yeah. two. So he's like, I'm smart enough to know when I'm getting fucked. And uh, how about I do what he should have done? And he writes a number. I'm assuming amount of money on a piece of paper and gives it to him. He's like, Can I rely on your cooperation? And then we cut back, and we see that Leroy is told to go to Mexico with Sam. This is Plan B. It's in effect. Which I would have thought Plan B is mailing someone a finger, but <laughs> <laughs> I was that must be Plan F. So Jerry drives back to the pawn shop, but there's no one inside. And he goes back to the hotel to wait, because now... Where's Ted? I don't know. We don't see him again. We don't again. see Ted again. You think Ted, who probably has Jerry's passport, would be waiting at the hotel? What the fuck, Jerry? <laughs> Where is Ted? Ted's still handcuffed. Or the was Ted no, he's killed? Not. He, no, he went back. He looked in the window of the pawn shop. Nobody's or handcuffed did in there. Did the dirty anymore. cop maybe kill him? I don't, I don't think anybody killed him. We never see Ted again. And Wait he knows what hotel Jerry's staying at. He could have found him. <laughs> Where's Ted? Mexico has him. <laughs> He's still in Mexico. Mexico. They buried him up to his head. Jerry (laughs) has gotten a hold of the consulate and told them about his passport. Now he's at the hotel waiting for them to return his car. He's in Juarez. And the... (laughs) He's in El Rey. The front desk guy is like, you see that man over there? He's waiting for the same phone call. He's like, oh, he's been here all morning. He's like, he's been here since March. We don't know when this movie takes place. (laughs) Ted went to a little bar. But it's definitely not March. (laughs) Bikers and truckers only. So, uh... He's like, it could be a long time. And and Jerry just starts laughing because this is it. Like, he's <laughs> he, now he's just trapped here and he can't go anywhere. And the phone rings at the front desk and it's Sam. And he's like laughing and he's like, hello. And she thinks he's having a good old time in Mexico. And she starts screaming at him. And uh, she is now in Mexico and she's been through hell and he seems all happy and he's like take the hell you're in and multiply it and that's the hell I'm in and she's like why do we always have to be in competition (laughs) but in the spirit of the podcast who is having the worst time I'm going to say that Jerry's having a way worse time than she is she's having a dance battle (laughs) it's true She was kidnapped. However, she she was kidnapped by the nicest hitman in the history of hitmen. That is true. That is true. But you also have to factor in, she's probably never seen anybody shoot a gun before. And now she's seen people die in front of her. That one dude was shot and hit her. And she had his blood on her face. (laughs) Jerry was in Mexican jail for a while. Yeah, that beats everything. For like an hour. Yes, Jerry was in Mexican jail, but that didn't seem like a very bad. bad that wasn't Mexican Wait, jail. You really think that yeah. she had a worse time than he no, did? No, I think Jerry had the worst that time. She I'm did, just curious to but see. Because you're said. both arguing for, for yeah. Sam. I'm not arguing for anything. I'm just pointing I'm out just facts. Saying you seem to automatically are like he's having a horrible time, but she's probably been freaking out. Like I didn't yes, say she's been nice to her, time. but she's also seen people die. She so did Jerry. <laughs> and she's been held against her will and handcuffs so and stuff. And <laughs> so did Jerry. <laughs> yeah, but Jerry saw a guy 
accidentally die by a Mexican bullet. She saw a guy murdered. Don't you think that's worse? Um, and she I saw meant, that same I, guy murdered twice. As I, she's I, considered. Look, look, I think that Jerry's that having. cancels out. <laughs> I do think that Jerry is having the worst time. But I am. But. I, I never think said that, that Sam worse. was having a good time. I said Jerry's having a worse time. Why do you always have to be in competition? <laughs> Just because one is wor- worse than the other doesn't mean the other one's automatically good. Oh, this isn't man. 50-50. They're both having a shitty day. Jerry's just having a worse day. Shit, it sounds like a shitty week. Yeah, it is a it's series of possibly a shitty life. Yeah. <laughs> it's Thursday, and he didn't even know it. <laughs> it's Thor's day, you said? So, <laughs> what are you doing on Thor's day? You watch Thor Ragnarok? That's right. Oh, man. So... Leroy ends up taking the phone because he's like, you two, I'm never going to figure anything out with the way you're screaming at each other. And, uh, well, she did yell that she saw a man be murdered <laughs> and in an airport. That does not seem like a good idea. <laughs> and he's like, look, just settle down. I, we just need to get the pistol and everything's going to be fine. We're at the airport. Come get us. Bring the pistol. And I'll just get right back on a plane and head right back to California. <laughs> This was 2001. They're like, yeah, just give me a gun. I'm going to hop on the plane. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> I know. And the whole time I'm like, how are they getting these guns on planes? Well, we saw when Jerry... You wrap it up in your, pulled, in your clothes. Yeah. And- yeah. Jerry pulled his out the first when he first got to the bar with Beck. It was inside of a metal lunch box wrapped in tinfoil like it was his lunch. <laughs> but uh, anyway... And it was it's in his checked bag. Me. I'm assuming it was not in his carry-on. No. And he, <laughs> he, when he packed his bags to go, he just wrapped it in a t-shirt and stuck it in his bag. 2001. This is, this is pre-9-11. So uh, Jerry's going to so come pick him up. It's not March, but it's definitely not September. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was probably shot in 2000. Yeah. Well, I'm just, it was a joke because the guy had been there since March, so we know it's definitely not Mo- March, but it can't be September because this one happened. So maybe it's July. <laughs> um, it's May. All right. How do we know it's May? Because they were having a single to mile celebration. But we don't know. Okay. So. The math checks out. <laughs> the math checks out. Just because you don't want it to be so, the math checks out. Carly, anyway. proceed. Jerry is going to come pick him up, and while they wait, Leroy says, I have a question for you, and it's important. I want you to think about your According answer. According to oh, Google, God. Mexican Independence Day is September 16th. <laughs> Don't sit back and make the face. Cinco de Mayo is a thing. I know. For us. But when, you Google, <laughs> when is Mexican Independence Day, Cinco de Mayo doesn't come up. September 16th. That's why it wasn't a huge celebration. It was a minor celebration. It was just shooting guns in the air with sparklers. <laughs> Please don't celebrate that way. It's terrible. Anyway, um, so... Yeah, I don't care what country you're in. That's bad. Bullets come down. Leroy's like, when two people love each other, completely love each other, when is it that you can get to the point where... But they can't get their shit together. When is enough enough? And then she just starts saying random shit. (laughs) And she's like, I... I am a product of my emotions, and he is a product of his environment, and she's just spouting stuff. And then he, and then she's, she stops talking, and he's like, is that your answer? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> it was barely words. <laughs> and basically all she said is that she's frustrated, because she was just saying a bunch of shit that give you the impression that she's frustrated. And he's like, there's a right answer to that question, but that's not it. And uh, he says the answer is never. If you truly love them, then the answer is never. And he just hopes that Jerry's not stupid because he wants them to work it out. (laughs) So Jerry drives up 
He opens the glove box like he's ready to, let's just do this. I'm done. I'm totally over this. But then he looks at Leroy and shuts the glove box and, like, make, covers his gun with his shirt. And then we see them driving away, all three of them in the El Camino. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Jerry and Sam start yelling at each other again. And he's like, I'm going to crash this car if you say one more word. And then she says a word. And then he... What did she say? It was something some, dumb. Some weird... It sounded like a made-up word. No, she said <laughs> something, like... Doesn't matter. She said something, and he ran, went for a fucking... Like woodchuckered. It was just a random noun. I can't remember what it was. So, uh... He's like, okay. So, yeah, he runs off the road, and he's like, are you finished? Are you finished? And, uh... And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm finished. And then they almost get in multiple collisions in the yeah. process of trying to get back on the road, and they've blown out a tire... And she gets out of the car when it finally stops and just starts walking. Like, she's like, fuck this shit. I'm going home. <laughs> and uh, Jerry's outside of the car trying to get the tire off. Oh, what she now? She says Naugahyde. I, I thought it was nah something. Naugahyde, which is a kind of fabric. Uh. <laughs> Jerry can't get the car, the tire off. And Leroy is in the car. He's frustrated. He hits the glove box. And the pistol's in there. And he's like, why the fuck didn't he just give me the pistol? <laughs> Something fishy is happening. And he shuts the glove box again, goes outside, starts talking to Jerry, pulls his gun, and looks like he's going to shoot Jerry. But then he looks over at Sam walking, and he's like, I just can't. <laughs> Worst hit man. Then he's like, how about, and you can see Jerry has this impression like he's holding the gun on me and I'm about to die. And then he's like, "I'll. Just, how about I help with the tire? So he gets down to start trying to get the... Uh, lug nuts off. Should have put and, a little more torque on it because he's a bigger dude. And uh, then Jerry pulls his gun and he can see in the reflection that Jerry has a gun on him, which makes us think that Jerry could also see this. Yeah. So then he drops the tire iron, turns around, pulls his gun, and now they're holding guns on each other. No, no, it did not for long, though. Jerry shoots first. No, we hear a <laughs> shot. Yeah, we hear a shot. And now Sam comes rumming back. Yeah, because she doesn't know who shot who. Well, Han shot first. Because it could have gone either way. Because Jerry has seemed very reluctant. Like he shot that dude in the foot, but he doesn't actually want to murder anybody. He's gone out of his way not to murder somebody. Because he could have killed Ted, who he knew was going to murder him. But, this isn't murder. So we don't really know that if Jerry has the balls to take the shot, but uh, apparently he did. He did. And now Leroy is dead. Who shot Leroy's head? That's not Leroy. Leroy's black. She's like, you oh. made a mistake. He's my friend. Why'd you kill Leroy? And he's like, I didn't kill Leroy. That's not fucking Leroy. And that's what he tells her. And he pulls I out the Leroy. wallet. And this is Winston. Yeah. This is not Leroy. And he's ranting about how he always fucks shit up, but not this time. This time he's going to win. He's going to win. And, and he holds his hands up like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did just kill the guy that was going to kill him. I feel like that's a yes. <laughs> but she's just over Winston's body, looking at his wallet, crying. And he's like, oh, my God, I, sh- I could have lost you three days ago. He could have just killed you outright. And uh, he doesn't have any idea the relationship she's built with this strange man over the last three days. Because you wouldn't expect a woman to build a relationship with her kidnapper, <laughs> even though that Stockholm syndrome is a real thing. But you never really expect it to happen. So he's like, "This is like he figures it out." It's um, Naaman is trying to double cross Margulies. He 
Mark Leroy works for Margulies. This guy works for Naaman. They were going to take the gun. They weren't going to give it to Margulies. They were going to pin it on me. And it's not going to happen because I figured it out. <laughs> and, uh... You're going to feel bad about yourself like, when Jerry figures out your plan. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Couldn't have been that good of a plan. She's like, I just want to go home. So he takes her to the airport and while they're sitting there, she's like, do you have enough money? You call the consulate. So eventually you're going to be able to get back to America. And he's like, yeah. And then she goes to get on the plane and he turns to leave. And then she's back in the room. She did not get on the plane. And she's like, I have a question for you and it's important. And she asks him the same question Winston asked her, when is enough enough when two people truly love each other? And he says never. And then she hugs him and they're going to be together again <laughs> so then they go back to the hotel and they're sitting in the lobby waiting for the phone call from the consulate and then she starts ranting he's told her the story of how all this came about and she's pissed that Naaman would say do you like sex and travel when he was given the job and she's like if you know somebody is in a long term monogamous relationship you don't ask them if they like sex and travel and send them to Mexico and Jerry's like <laughs> So I've told you everything has happened to me since you threw your shoes, since you threw my <laughs> shoes at me. And this is what you're stuck on. I gotta think you'd be stuck there too. Uh, maybe. <laughs> like, Just saying. You would be. And be like, oh God, this is what you she's gonna so stick little. to. Now you're mad at me. <laughs> so she's like, it doesn't matter. Anyway, we're not running, or we'll be running for the rest of our lives. You've managed to force gump your way through this shit, and we figured it out. And we will stay here until Margulies comes personally and gets the gun and we can hand it to him. We're not giving it to anybody else and we're not running. And uh, then they go back to their room and Jerry makes a phone call and finds out that Margulies was released from prison. And she's like, he wasn't, or he goes, he wasn't supposed to be out till Thursday. And she's like, it is Thursday. <laughs> and the dog starts barking out by the car. And he's like, shit, something's up. We got to hide this gun. And he can't figure out where to hide it. And she's like, give it to me. And she ties it with like a handkerchief to the inside of her thigh. And uh, he goes downstairs to check out why the dog's barking. And she hides in the room. And then there's a man who looks to be asleep in the car. And he's like, you got to get out of my car, man. And the guy doesn't respond to him at all. We see that while he's distracted, another man has gone into the hotel room to search it for the gun. He does not do a very good job. If it was in the bottom drawer of any of those pieces of furniture, he would not have found it. (laughs) We also don't see Sam, so we don't know where she went. And then he leaves, because he didn't find it anywhere, and we see that she is hidden in between the mattresses. (laughs) Which is, you know, I gotta tell you, the first place I'd look for a gun. Uh, He didn't look under the bed. He did, I mean, he did a terrible job searching this room. He really sucks. (laughs) So, um, then somebody whistles, and And another man comes out of nowhere and punches Jerry out. What happened to the doll? And then they take him. The man that punches him, we recognize as, because he has a distinctive facial features, as one of the th- car thieves. Yes. So it's the car thieves back He's again. He's the one that had the pistol and handed it to Jerry when mm-hmm. he found them. So uh, then he is taken to a compound, and guess who's there? It's Mr. Margulies. <laughs> Gene Hackman. The 
the we see all the car thieves, including the guy that was shot in the foot, taking Jerry to this compound. And these guys and he should shoot Jerry in the work foot. for the gentleman that Margulies get is giving the pistol to. Mm-hmm. So why were they in a bar? Instead of at this compound in the very first, in the fucking beginning. When they stole the car in the first place and they found the pistol. And they found the fucking pistol. They didn't pistol. take it to him. <laughs> Which, they know what the pistol looks like. They probably even knew who fucking Jerry was. So why wouldn't they fucking go straight to the dude? It's called a plot know. twist. It's called it's a plot twist. It is a plot twist, but it's dumb. That's also a plot hole. Oh, I didn't say it was good. <laughs> it twisted itself into oh, a fucking vortex of a plot hole. So Margulies is like, what's it going to take for you to give me the gun and not give it to somebody else? And Jerry's like, I don't fucking know, man. I'm not, I'm new to this fuck people over business. You tell me what it's going to take. And Margulies is like, look, I didn't fuck you over. I found out that Naaman was trying to fuck me over, and then I didn't know who was on whose team anymore. So there was a reason I sent you here to do this job, but then I didn't know where your loyalties lied anymore. So then it was other people trying to get the gun, all for me or for him. So uh, he tells the story. He's like, do you believe in fate? Because I think fate brought you to hit me that day and took me to prison. Because while I was in prison, I met this man who ended up loving like a son, who died for me. And this man believed that he had a destiny to find this pistol and give it to his father because his father's father's father was the gunsmith. So he, when he got out of prison, that was what he was going to do. He died in prison. He took one in the belly for me. So then I made it my mission to get the pistol to his father. And uh, and Jerry's like, you can have the pistol. <laughs> the whole time I've been trying to get the pistol to you. <laughs> we, get the, we get the third vignette here. Yes. About the final story of the pistol, too. Yep. The nobleman's son was vicious and horrible, and he, but he did fall in love with the gunsmith's daughter at first sight. He wanted to fire. He went to fire the gun, but it didn't work. He's all pissed off. This is a bad omen gunsmith tinkers with it a little bit and is like try again it still doesn't work and in the chaos he realizes that the gunsmith's daughter and the assistant are eyeballing each other and he's like shit she's in love with him and he's like fine i'm gonna kill the assistant and then she he has thrown the pistol the daughter picks it up and aims it at the nobleman because he's gonna kill her beloved and so all the nobleman's men point their guns at her, and the assistant's like, don't do it, they're going to kill you, it's not worth it, it's not worth it. So she pull, she drops it, and then the nobleman's like, ha ha ha, and he kills the assistant anyway. She picks the gun back up, and she shoots herself with it. She sent herself to purgatory um, rather than marry the nobleman. And the gun is said to have her damned soul in it. <laughs> So, uh, right. <laughs> so they want to bring the gun back and place it where it belongs, and they will t- safeguard her soul. So, <laughs> so he has a case where the all the parts that clean the yeah, weapon, and, and he's got and photos and yeah. or portraits. And he's like, "I sent you, Jerry, because you're the instrument that brought us all together. I never would have met him if I hadn't gone to jail, and that wouldn't have happened if you hadn't hit me." And, so none uh, of this stuff would have happened if. 
There hadn't been Jerry. <laughs> Even Margulies thinks none of this would have happened if it hadn't been for Jerry. Although Margulies seems to think it was a good thing. <laughs> Not Sam and the Keys. Jerry. We know who Elaine's favorite character is. Not Jerry. So we're back to the hotel room. The phone rings. Sam kind of gets up where she's been hiding. And... Uh, she thinks it's Jerry, but it's not. It's Naaman. And he's like, uh, are he's you there? eating chips. And she's like, yeah, I'm here. And he's like, so am I. And he comes around the corner. and uh, With a giant headset. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was that, 2001. It's like, that doesn't yeah. have Bluetooth? No. <laughs> it's like, what's Bluetooth? <laughs> Jerry is taken back to the hotel. And there's Naaman, or Naaman standing next to a Chrysler. <laughs> well, you know, if you're going to stuff somebody in the trunk, it has to be able to shut. And the El yeah. Caminos, they don't have uh, covers on those trunks. Because <laughs> they're not as cool if you put a cover on the El Camino bed. Oh, so, uh... So he's like, where's Sam? And she bangs on the trunk and she's like, I'm in here. And, and he's like, let her out. And he's like, yeah. I lost the keys. Or I can't, I don't have the keys. Or so, you know, because the, the hidden yeah. keys. And uh, he's like, well, then you're fucked because she's the only one that knows where the gun is. And so he opens the trunk and she's pointing it at him. And they're all like, don't shoot, don't shoot him. And he's like, if you shoot me, I'm going to shoot Jerry. And I feel like they're telling her not to shoot, not because they don't care if she shoots this dude, but because they're afraid the gun is going to backfire. Because it's only true love or some bullshit can shoot the but, gun. But it's fucking cursed. So don't yeah. shoot the cursed gun that we've heard all these stories keep killing people by yeah. accident. This yeah. is terrible. Don't shoot it. And it only holds two bullets. And, uh, it's not a very good guy. And, and Naaman's like, don't you know when enough is enough? And and then she says, do you like sex and travel? And he says, yes, as a matter of fact, I do. And she says, wrong answer. And she pulls the trigger. And then and they all face off. kind of stand there frozen. And a wedding ring falls out. What just happened? Which is yes. pretty cool. A, a gold band falls out. Because the revolver's cylinder is a heart. And it spins, and there's only two bullets. They shot obviously the one girl shot herself, and the other one, and then like John said, a wedding ring pops out. It's actually kind of cool. <laughs> Which he cursed the gun by putting the wedding ring for his love in there. <laughs> So, uh, to make it misfire, which we, is cool. They're all kind of frozen for a minute. What is happening? And then Naaman pulls down his turtleneck, and we see that he was shot in the throat. Where's <laughs> the turtleneck to Mexico? <laughs> it it like a hot. suit with a turtleneck. Yeah. <laughs> it he thinks not, he is John Wick. It does not look like it's winter. <laughs> yeah, that smoke that came out wasn't from the bullet, it was just because he's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> Because it looks like it's probably 100 degrees out. Yeah. Goodness. So Jerry picks up the ring and asks the guys if, if he can have it. And they're like, it would be our honor. And they take the gun and the dog and they leave. The, the guy that says that is the guy who got shot in the foot. They'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> Which you would have think, I'm sorry, Jerry, but I am going to have to shoot you in the foot. You did shoot me in the foot. <laughs> kept waiting for him to do, at least kick him in the balls with the cast. <laughs> It's only fair. Anyway. You shot him in the foot. Anyway. Also, I don't think that's their decision to make, you know, who gets the ring. That's true. It's, that's should true. Be the, should be the guy's father. Uh, well, at least Gene Hackett. But I they don't got know. The Jerry's gun. an instrument of destiny. Maybe know. the dude, maybe they assume that guy doesn't even know about the ring. Right. Don't worry and about that. Just move on. Right. So, and what kind of Jesus gunsmith Christ. doesn't realize there's a ring jammed in your gun? <laughs> 
But anyway, mission accomplished. They take the gun and the dog and they leave. And Jerry and Sam drive off into the sunset. The ring is on her finger. She wants to hear the story again. He says it was a noble man. Then she argues with him about it being a nobleman. Then then they... Yeah, whether it's men or man. And then they fight and eventually he calls a timeout. Maybe they're going to work out. Maybe they're not. We don't know. (laughs) They want us to think it's going to work out, but my God, do they ever stop fighting? (laughs) I don't think so. The end. All right. What did you think, Elaine? (laughs) My favorite character is Jerry. He's so, he's just wonderful. Um, I think he's stupid and bumbling, but that's his charm. Uh, My least favorite character is Bernie Naiman. He deserved to be shot in the throat. Uh, my favorite line is guns don't kill people postal workers do because that was a trope and it made me kind of giggle my favorite scene is when Jerry goes to Mexico and to the car rental place to get the El Camino and the guys have to all give up their keys I thought that was very funny Uh, and my favorite tertiary object is the suitcases because they all have like old timey leather suitcases. <laughs> That's true, they do. And nowadays, when days when people have luggage, it's all that tiny little rolling luggage that people are forever trying to stick in the overhead bin that doesn't fucking fit. <laughs> and this was old timey suitcases, and it just amused me. Uh, this movie is great. <laughs> it's a little flow. A little. It's a little flow, and I think it could have done, like, but it cuts between characters often enough that you don't feel like you're sitting there for a thousand years although i did watch a version with the commercials and it took forever but it's still <laughs> forever it still wasn't like god i want to die it was then. just well this is a long movie um i liked it she gives it a yay what do you think john i'm glad you asked <laughs> point um, counterpoint <laughs> <laughs> my favorite character is winston leroy James Gandolfini. Yeah. Um, I I enjoyed him. He range. Mm -hmm. My least favorite character is also Neiman. Mm -hmm. My favorite tertiary object is the dog. Mm -hmm. My favorite. I know. He was almost my favorite character. (laughs) Until you said he wasn't named. I was like, all right, no character. You know what? My favorite character is the dog. Also, my favorite tertiary object, the dog. Okay. Your favorite scene? Favorite line? (laughs) Uh, my favorite line is you really Forrest Gump your way through this one, Jerry. Mm-hmm. And my favorite scene is when James Gandolfini is killing Leroy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first time or the second time? The second time. <laughs> <laughs> it says Kevlar's for pussies. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're stupid. And he's mm-hmm. like, wait, you don't think I'm going to kill you? <laughs> he's like, this is for Frank. And shoots him in the face. Because okay. he did it for his... Lover. Love. I was going to say his love, but they just met. And you love at first sight's a thing. Sure. And they had that insta connection. <laughs> I will maybay this movie. Oh, that's I'm shocked actually. <laughs> um, if you want to see a movie with Julia Roberts and Brad Pitt from 2001, watch Ocean's Eleven. Well, we and already we'll, did that movie. <laughs> do I'm it again. I remember you liking this movie. Okay. It doesn't qualify. <laughs> All right, fine. If you can't do Ocean's Eleven, do Ocean's Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tony. What do you think? All right. Uh, favorite character Winston. Least favorite character Ted. Mm. Uh, my favorite scene was when he shoots him in the leg. The one dude, my mm-hmm. favorite line is that whole thing where he's like, uh, 
why are you going to shoot me because you stole from me and you know about the pistol and you're just going to steal it again and I can't have you coming back to the, in this situation like a fly in the ointment? He goes, no, I won't be a fly. You'll never see me again. He goes, look, you're getting shot and that's it. It will take you time to get to the next town, especially if you're limping. And then he keeps going and goes, so you're going to shoot me? And he goes, yes, it's the American way. <laughs> and uh, my favorite tertiary object is the dog. I will also maybe this movie. See? I think it's I think it's a good movie. It's just too convoluted. I think if you gave this to somebody else, they could fix it. Because I love the story and the counter story with the um, the gunsmith and all that shit. And I like that there's a little bit of you know almost a little bit of magic with the gun and stuff. But it just doesn't it doesn't work out right. Doesn't work. So if they cut the part with Sam. And Leroy, and just left Jerry and his bubbling antics as he's trying to get this gun back. You know, I like the Winston stuff. Then I think it would be. Maybe just cut out as that good. scene of them dancing. Well, I oh. think what it, I think I think <laughs> what it is is when you first when they were first maybe putting this together, it's supposed to be a couple movie, and like you hate Julie Roberts, but they add you add they added the Winston stuff so that you feel better for it because you get to see her as opposed to just being the usual in the 2000s the usual bitchy girlfriend bitching on the phone while the guy's going through this crazy shit and I'm sure Julie, if, if there was a thing Julie Rose was like I don't want to play this stupid bitch can we give her some kind of agents, agency <laughs> in this movie can we humanize her yeah. so. alright my favorite character is Leroy Winston Leroy Winston <laughs> <laughs> My least favorite character, I wrote the editor because I think, while I like this movie, it could have been 10 minutes shorter. <laughs> well, isn't it two hours and seven minutes? It's like or two hours shit? and four minutes. You could have cut fucking four it, minutes. It could have been 10, 12, 15 minutes slower, or shorter. Son of a bitch. And uh, I would have liked it even more. Um, my favorite more. line is when she says, Are you going to kill me? And he says, That depends on too many factors to answer right now. Uh, my favorite scene, I like the old timey film scenes. Although they did factor into the slowness because they're kind of slow, but they're yeah. uh, they're we fun and I like three them. times. Yeah, but I enjoyed that it was different every yeah, time. Yeah, I think three times like the is the right amount of time. If they'd only done yeah. one, it would have seemed pointless. Mm-hmm. And two is really like contradictory. But I think three makes it. I think three, three was good. shows that but there was they, a they lot of okay. Then we see his reaction to this and his reaction. Mm-hmm. Like they could have been cut a little bit shorter, um, but. My favorite tertiary object, I also put the dog, but my backup was the El Camino because when I was growing up, I fucking loved El Caminos. <laughs> you can probably get one still. Yeah. I don't want one now. I just like the one <laughs> I was I don't think good gas mileage. I will yay this movie. Oh, I enjoyed it. I'm and really shocked. I thought I hadn't seen it before when I originally was like, maybe I'll pick this movie and I watched it, but mm-hmm. I had seen it before. Like, I remembered those old-timey cuts and... I, I saw it in the I theater. I did not see it in the theater. <laughs> All right, so that is Don't the Mexican. Is he Mexican? Was, so, was there a movie that we watched where there was also a girlfriend kidnapped and she escapes from the hitman and then he comes back and beats her up? Well, True Romance. Is he, that in True Romance? They, he, it's James Candolfini. He beats the fuck out of. Her, but then she kills him. Oh, okay. So Alabama. I think when I was, Alabama. I think I forgot that that happened in True Romance because Maybe we'll have I to kept watch Romance again. I don't really want to because <laughs> when I was watching this, I kept waiting for Julia Roberts to escape and then her to find her and beat the shit out of her. So I think I was remembering his yeah. True Romance character, and I forgot that that was in that movie because I blocked out everything in that movie <laughs> that wasn't 
Were you no. also waiting for Brad Pitt to talk to Elvis? <laughs> no. The only thing I remember... I always loved you, Clarence. I blocked always out everything loved. in that movie. Ooh, sorry. My volume was For the down. most part. And then... <laughs> Everything so. here from a diddle I do to a damn to find out. That's right. That's the only thing I remember. Okay. Um, Carly? All right. Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast, on Instagram at unmovie podcast dogs, on Twitter at unmovie podcast. You can email unmovie podcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Go back and listen to all our previous episodes. We had a lot of welcome back to the podcast in this movie from all kinds of different movies. Yeah. But Noelle all cool Jay. No. Be a lot cooler if there was a local joke. Well, it wasn't the deepest, bluest. <laughs> well, next week on the podcast is Elaine's pick, and I'm gonna do the Wild Wild West. Wicked, wicked, Wild Wild West. Because people shit on that movie, and I don't think it's that bad. From 1999. This is the movie that Will Smith did instead of The Matrix. Kind of said I already had bad my movie move, picked though, because now I kind of want to switch it to Dread, but. <laughs> but I'm gonna do the Wild Wild West. Well, will you get, put that in your back pocket? I did. I wrote it on my list. <laughs> and by list, you mean random drawings in the back of the No, I have I have sort of a pseudo list in the back of this notebook, which I might turn into a real list because I only have a couple pages left. Well, we'll get to that. Get another notebook. I need a new notebook. It's time to go to the Walmart's. Well, your birthday's coming. 